Well, welcome, Ethan. Thank you. I feel like we've been we've been trying to get you on for a bit. Yeah, we've had you on before, but I don't think I ever published that episode. No, with Simon. Yeah, bro. It's because Simon was on it. It sucked, so we had to. <laughs> no. no, I'm just kidding. No, no that's <laughs> not why. I actually, I think I didn't get a good recording of it, to be honest. Oh. I, I think that's actually the reason. Yeah. All right, what's this called? The snare? Uh, it's called the clap hat, I the think. Clap hat. Clap, just type clap, clap hi-hat drum thing. I don't know. Oh, shoot. Got to walk in Got to get the Liahona. Yeah. Got your righteous. Um, <clears throat> do you want to, like, give a little, like, background of what you study though yeah because that's why we know about this clap hi-hat okay yeah. you're, in the, you're in the loop on instrumental knowledge yeah and well, musical knowledge yeah i uh i'm studying commercial music which is like sound production and um just a couple of buddies in my class they play the drums and they're like raving about this new um piece in their drum set that is taking the drum set world by storm and it, it's Are you like, like on a group chat no. Oh. <laughs> they literally brought it up in the class, so like a music tech class. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's this one right here. So it's got like oh, what three three symbols uh, stacked on each other, and they sort of interfere with each other, so it doesn't sound like a It sounds more like a The funny part is like it looks like it's older than every other drum like yeah. piece out there. Yeah. Because of how it's like. looks like something you've ripped out of a junkyard or something. Yeah, it looks like it's something that the uh, – like you find in the Middle East, you know? Yeah. Like, like a thousand years ago. Uh huh. That's what it looks like. Yeah, but it looks like a piece of armor. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they they had to like they spent so long trying to engineer the curvature of it. Really. So it's all, like every single decision in that is very purposeful to make it sound like exactly like a. Why like did it take so long? Just. They're just trying to figure out this the science of the sound and. Really. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. Well, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe they were just, like, messing around, mm-hmm. like the drum nerds. I'm a drum nerd, so but I wasn't messing around with this, but they were just, like, tossing pieces of metal together. What, then, what happened to your drum set? You had one, right? Yeah, my, my parents sold it because there was no space, <clears throat> and I still don't have space. I'm in college, so. Fair enough. I have one. I don't know why we don't. We You don't use it or anything? What, it's Well, it's my mom's, like, from, she used to play it, but it's in really good condition because she, like, they, like, package it all back up. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's, like, in pristine condition. So we took it out, set it all up. So now, like, the pieces are just sitting at my parents' house, like, Plugged behind, like, a chair, you know, yeah. trying to hide it in the living room. <laughs> and, uh. Yeah, some live drums on our tracks might be good. Yeah, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty sick, actually. Yeah. We just gotta set them, we gotta find a place to set them up. Yeah. I actually, uh. My girlfriend and I, we go to um, yard sales a lot, and oh, really? I found drums there really? at, like, a few of the yard sales, and they're, like, super cheap, and you can bite them down. Yeah. And one of them was, like, I looked it up on eBay, <clears throat> and Amazon is, like, $150, Yeah. I got it for, like, 30 Oh, legit? Yeah. And, but it had, like, dust on it and like a couple of scrapes, but I think it's quite a steal. But, Did you get it? Yeah. So, oh, nice. But I have no room, so I'm, I'm literally running out of room. My apartment is so crowded with instruments. I have like twenty instruments in my apartment. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the hard part. Instruments just take a lot of space, mm-hmm. especially like the good ones. Yeah, like you can compare instruments to clutter in your life too. Yeah, just like anything in your life that you don't have space for. So, do you want to? 
Yeah, I'll elaborate. Yeah, elaborate on that. On that. <laughs> so back in the day, uh-huh. when um, humans were nomads, yeah, uh, they could only take stuff with them that they could carry on their donkeys. Sure. Mm-hmm. Specifically, donkeys. Or donkeys and, and other pack pack animals, kurlams okay. and cummums too. Okay, what's that? As we read, we don't know. Okay. It's a mystery. If you've read the Book of Mormon, do we want to look that up? <laughs> Let's see what people have, How do you spell that? have rendered. C U R E L O M. L what? L O M. L O M. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Curlums and cummums. Okay, let's try images first. We're going to get some, like, weird stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Oh. So oh, like... it's like an elephant creature. Oh. Oh, because in the Book of Mormon it says um, the curlums and cummums are... Did um, I, like, skip this verse? I, like, where is this? It's oh, it's talk- It's when they're talking about building things. But they said they used elephants and these whatever these creatures are. But these creatures were more effective than elephants. So really? they're, like, bigger and stronger than elephants. Okay. Yeah. This is like the book of Ethan, the missing chapter. Yeah, the this is the the sealed portion. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's some so weird like looking elephants. creatures. Yeah. But anyways, so people would couldn't take a whole ton of stuff, but when people um became um sedentary, they yeah. didn't move around. Yeah. They had things that right. were of value and these things were of different sizes. Um and they had to pick and choose. Mm. To this day, we still have to do that. Wow. Um, people with bigger houses, they have to decide what to keep, but they have more leeway. Right, because they got more space. Uh huh. And then there's people like me who I have little space, but tons of things that are of high value to me. Yeah. So I'm in a conundrum. There are a lot of moments. I'll, I'll admit, like, there's like I have a fair amount of shoes right now because I got problems. Uh-huh. And I like shoes. Uh, the shoe addiction is yeah. a common one. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I've got problems. I just like shoes. And mm-hmm. that's become a problem. Mm-hmm. Let me clarify that. Yeah. So, um, but there's a lot of days where I look at some of my shoes and I'm like, you know, what if I just went Steve Jobs mode? It's like turtleneck and pair of jeans, you know? Yeah, just streamline it a little bit. There's a simplicity <laughs> to that. But then I'm like, I like clothes too much. You know, I like changing it up. I like style. I like it. Oh, yeah. It's part of who I, you know, I'm like, I like that. I yeah. like I like the variety. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because you have to find a balance between the amount of space you have and the value attached to it. Well, it also, it's interesting how the amount of things you have also, like if you got a lot of clutter in your life, meaning Mm -hmm. like things don't have a place, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not, I think it's representative of your mental space too. Mm -hmm. Because I've had lots of times, like right now my room's kind of a mess because I just like did all my laundry, so it's like all out, you know? And so, but like when I'm in there trying to do work, my mental space is not nearly as clear either because uh-huh. I'm like, oh, my space is just kind of yeah. cluttered. Yeah, it's an interesting, like... Environment makes a big difference. Dynamic, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, like, even, like, within your mind, like, if you have habits that aren't um, leading to, like, a clean mind or things like that, then it affects the way you live, like, emotionally and spiritually. Yeah. Like Kanye. Like Kanye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he yeah, yeah. in the desert. Yeah, like right now he's – yeah, because he's about to drop his – or he's going to drop an album soon. And that's why it's going to be the that's most revolutional – Yeah. It's yeah. going to be the biggest album known to man because of his creative inspiration and the freedom that he has. Yeah. like the decluttering. He's just chilling in the desert, like, you know. Yeah. 
do you? I wonder how much he's doing that for actual creative inspiration and how much he's doing it for attention. But I, I'm probably both, knowing <laughs> yeah. him. But yeah. I thought it was funny. I was listening to uh, to Joe Rogan, and I think it was an episode with um, Joe and Gosh dang. Uh, what? The twelfth of January. Oh. Does he have any? Does he have any singles That's out? It's in one week. I don't know. Mark your calendars. What he does? Okay, should we play one? Wait, really? Do you like Kanye's music at all? Kind of. I listened to some of his gospel stuff on the mission. Yeah. Is it the everybody? Is that his latest album? But anyway, so it was uh it was with Joe Rogan and uh who's that comedian, Kel? What? Who's that comedian that we like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny. I'll pull up the clip actually. Shane. What? Vultures. You want to pull it up? I kind of want to hear it. I don't think I've heard it yet. Vultures. Yeah, okay, so here's the clip. Okay, that's an ad. Kanye had my probably my favorite music video is him and Lil Pump. You're such a fucking. <laughs> oh jeez. No, there's a part in here though. There's a part in here that's funny. We're talking about COVID. Think of think of R. Kelly. Think of Michael Jackson. Right after, whatever. Right after what? <laughs> I don't know, but anyways, there's a part in the in the clip where he's like they're talking, and because you know how like right now, because like Kanye made all those uh like anti or the like Jewish comments, uh-huh. what's that called anti-Semitic? Yeah, he's making anti-Semitic comments, so everyone was like, you know, he kind of got canceled for it. Uh-huh. Not kind of, he did yeah, big time. And uh, but then they were talking because right now you know how like there's the Palestinian Israeli yeah. conflict, oh, yeah. and everyone's like. There's a lot of people pro-Palestine, oh, yeah. which I don't get that. But um, actually, I do. I, I, we should talk about that because I got some thoughts. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. But <laughs> Shane goes – they were talking about, like, Kanye because Joe was like, what does he need to do to make a comeback? And Shane's like, literally drop one album. He'll be back. Yeah, and he's doing it in the desert too. So he's like – Yeah. He's he's having this journey like the is- Israeli people Yeah, he's had. doing his time. He's like Moses in the desert. It's like reparations for his sins <laughs> or something. But then Shane was like – Shane was like – also, great time, great time to do it to uh, to make a comeback if you're uh, anti. Yeah, yeah, this is the environment to do that, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, because everyone's like hating on Israel right now. Yeah. So he was like, good time to make a comeback. It was pretty funny, but um, did you find did you find the song, Kel? Yeah, I sent it to you. Oh, what? Okay. Vultures. Well, flip. Now I'm gonna have to bleep that part of the podcast out because it dropped the f bomb right on the can. This is from a new, his new album. It's like a teaser thing. I wish you had the headphones that were working because it sounds here. Try with the headphones on. It sounds here. I got you. 
Okay. Oh, they got the church bells? Yeah. Mm. That's pretty clean. Like, honestly, com compared to some artists, like rap artists, I like Kanye's a lot. Yeah. Compared to some. There's some that I'm like, eh. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I haven't listened to a whole ton of his stuff, but he, um, he's got some creative, uh, he's got a creative niche for sure. One I think you'd really like is, here, I'll show him real quick. Um. These two I've really like been liking. I'll send them to you as well. I like this one. Yeah, he's got it. He's definitely got a signature feel. Yeah. What was that one called? Through the wire. I think they got a clean version on Spotify too, which is nice. Oh yeah, because I was playing this at the at the Heritage basketball practices, and I was like, you know, because I can't play dirty music. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this one, Jail. I like this one a lot too. Yeah, like I mean, how, what do you think about the uh, Palestine-Israeli thing? Um, <clears throat> honestly, I don't even really know a whole ton of details, like yeah. to the to the point where I don't like if you said Israel or Palestine, I wouldn't know which one is the Hamas and which one isn't. Is Palestine the Hamas one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I know is Hamas um, went into Israel. And killed some people, or mm -hmm. did they go into Palestine? So, from what I understand, Palestine is con like governed by Hamas. Uh huh. From what I understand, and so Palestine went in on like is like like into Israel, mm -hmm. and it was like during one of like their celebration yeah, holidays. Yeah, there were people something. like singing, and there was yeah, there was something. And they went in there and they like killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Like killed a bunch of women, Elderly children. people too. Yeah, they were just like slaughtering them. And so Israel was like, was like, that ain't cool, right? Uh -huh. And so they, they retaliated, started like a, a war. Yeah, so they're like bombing Palestine and all these things. The tricky part is like, there's a lot of people being like, well, Palestine's oppressed and Palestine like they colonized. And yeah. And, and everyone, there's, there's always been a debate about who owns Israel, you know? Yeah. And like, for the most part, like, like America is allies with Israel. Yeah. Well, our government is, depending uh -huh. on who's ruling it at the time, I guess. But not yeah. ruling, but running the government. Right. And, uh, and like, so we've always kind of recognized, at least I know in Trump's administration, he recognized I Israel as the, like, owners of the Isra uh -huh. like Israel, like yeah. the Israeli people. Right. And so that kind of got a bunch of people hot and bothered about that, right? right? Back in the day. Mm-hmm. But Palestine, so it's 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 Palestine sees it as like territory that is unspoken for, like it's theirs too. Yeah, and a lot of people over there. It's do. always it's always up. Everyone's always fine for Israel. Yeah, 
Which I'm like, have you looked at Israel? Yeah. Well, it's prof- it's it's prophesied, so Yeah, yeah. I mean it's but the hard part about it is so I don't necessarily think the hard part is like there's obviously innocent people on both ends, right? I don't yeah. think like everyone in Israel's just innocent. Like I don't know enough to really be like I, I don't know there's people who are like hardline like I'm pro Israel, Palestine needs to die. Like there's people who like that, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't I don't want anyone to die. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so I don't think like I don't want to say like oh I'm just pro Israel like obviously I'm pro Israel having land like in Israel and like uh-huh. the hard part is that in my opinion since Palestine is run by Hamas and Hamas literally in like their like they're they're literally like a terrorist group mm-hmm. and their their like statement is to like eradicate the yeah. Israeli people yeah I I, <laughs> I strongly disagree with um, any amount of like violence for. Like, the thing that Hamas did, I disagree with that for sure. Uh, I think with every issue, like, you have to look at um, groups of people. Like, you have – in every issue, there's individuals, and individuals make mistakes by themselves all the time. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that all in all, they're a bad person. Like, right. you and I, we make mistakes, but, like, calling us bad people because of those mistakes is, like, untrue. But then you also have to look at, like, groups of people – um, and with all of that, you have to find a balance of um, looking at their actions, the intent of their actions. And as you make a judgment call on what the result of that is in yourself, you have to be, be sure that you're like you yourself aren't being selfish right? with the way that you're pushing agendas or like because um, I know a lot of people who are pushing the agenda like, oh, this was colonism. Like, it was good that the Hamas are doing these things to get out of colonialism because that's a, that's a worse monster than, than genocide is. Like, that's what right. they're comparing, and I think I disagree with that. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to also bring it to here in America. Um, right. Which is, like, a, a huge – like, I disagree with that 100%. Like, um, the history of America, even the Native Americans themselves, like, within themselves, they've, they've had instances of massacre between tribes – for the sake of gaining land and things like that. Right. Um, and so just like, I think you, you have to look at it just in a, in a macro scale morally, like you can't just be killing innocent people. And if you're justifying that with any amount of words or isms, mm-hmm. then that's something you need to like, you need to have introspection and say, Oh, maybe my perspective is wrong. Right. No, I absolutely agree. Cause I think the other thing too is, we get really as people we get really tribal yeah right naturally not even just like as not even like in a national sense like just look at america as like the young young population always looking for a, a group to connect with or a, a tribe to tie themselves mm-hmm. to a label to place upon themselves right mm-hmm. um and that happens a lot the hard part with that is when you do that you kind of it's easy to make that an identity and make that who you are rather mm-hmm. than being like, who am I? It can blind you a little bit too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like okay to be a part of groups, but you can't – you got to you gotta be your own individual with own views and choices yeah. and decisions. Yeah. And so the interesting part with like Palestine and the Isra- Israel – and like I said, I'm not, I don't know enough really. I'm not an expert on that whole issue. But the fact that Hamas is run – or is like the political party running – Palestine and their whole thing is about the eradication of Israel and making sure they get into Israel and the Israelis don't have 
control of it. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is it's like, I look at going, you know, we're all people, right? That's probably above everything else, right? Yeah. Whether you're in any issue, yeah. Yeah, in any issue. And I think that's the same thing with America, like like the American dream is that like we're all people and we have like certain values and standards that we all should be striving for. And if you believe in that, then you can be an American too. Yeah. And there's a right way to go about that and like becoming a, a citizen and all that stuff. I'm yeah. not going to get into that, but yeah. like that's the American dream. And so sometimes people will be like, you know, even on the American side, they'll take that to an extreme where it's like, well, yeah, forget these – people over here and it's like well no no no. they could be americans too like we love like that's the american dream is that we're all people yeah and we can come together and be unified under a good standard mm-hmm. of like excellence and 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 community and you know patriotism and value yeah um but that's not really applied <laughs> everywhere else in the world and sometimes yeah. not even applied well here yeah um but it's an interesting standard i think um <clears throat> like one thing that's interesting mm-hmm. um that I heard from somewhere is, um, well, if you just think about it, if you take like a kid, um, and kids are re- really interesting, like s- human beings, like the stage of their life that are in, that they're in, their minds are like really unaffected by a lot of things that cause problems that we're seeing in the world today. Yeah. And so, for example, if you take like a kid, um, like an African American kid, mm-hmm. or just a, like an African kid. Um, someone with like darker skin and you ask them if they'd prefer to be babysitted by like uh, a white person or like an Asian person. Yeah. Or like they have a choice between that or like someone with darker skin, the same color skin as them. Yeah. Like they'll choose them. Right. um, Just by virtue of like, they feel safer. Right. Or they, that's like what they're used to. Recognizable. And that's not coming from a place of malice or anything like that. Um, But I think that natural affinity is viewed by some people as like an evil thing. Right. Um, and in, in, in history, we've seen that that can grow into something that's like evil and um, like egotistical and can create lots of like suffering and, and slavery mm-hmm. for like all races, all um, that, that has a capability of being, being something that happens. But yeah. um, the, the responsibility of, a functioning society is to um, teach uh, mindfulness in a way that includes all human beings. Right. Because, uh, like, you take that same example yeah. and you ask a kid if they'd rather be babysitted by a person who speaks French or speaks English. Like, they like they speak English, the native language that they share. Yeah. Regardless of their skin color, like, they're going to say English because they, they want to be able to understand the person. Right. And babysitting is, like, not necessarily the pr- most perfect example of that. But no, the, point, the point is, like, similarities yeah. are things that draw us together. And right. um, the, the more we can draw on the fact that we're all human beings, we all have a conscience, uh, and we all feel bad for certain outcomes and all feel good at certain outcomes that's the, that's the thing that should draw us together right and that all stems from us being children of god and like all these things about like national identity and skin color and all that stuff are just sort of they can get in the way a little bit right um and people use those those um schisms those chasms to create uh, agendas and to gain power and money right um unfortunately so yeah, they're, they're definitely external, like, they're, they're external factors that we really should, as, and I think it's, like, you make a good point. As you're young, like, you're not trying to be racist or, 
like oh, yeah. rude about it. It's just like you're you're looking for similarities. Yeah. And you're going like, oh yeah, like I'd like to understand what that person said. Yeah. You know. And to say like a kid is being racist is like no, you don't... <laughs> they don't know. They don't even know what that is. But yeah. um, what's also interesting about that, I think you make a point, is that as we get older, we need to be like we as a people need to get better at seeing the similarities versus the differences. Mm-hmm. Like you may have the difference of my, my skin's white, yours is black, or you're Mexican or, you know, African-American, whatever you want to say, right? Mm-hmm. Asian, Jewish, right? But there are probably a lot of similarities we have too, but it's like looking for those, finding those similarities rather than finding the differences or being yeah. swayed to believe that there's more differences yeah. to be upset about. Yeah. And then also seeing people's value, you know, like there's, there's so many things that people have um, to offer, I think, you know, into the grand scheme of whatever you're doing, whether it's, you know, well, just in general, but also like in the things you're doing day to day, there's probably like, I mean, we're okay. We're back. We're back. All right. Um, yeah. So I think what I was saying was, you know, we're working on an album together. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's identifying and seeing, okay, like you have a skill set and a, a value and a knowledge in this area. Mm-hmm. And like, I have not as cool of a knowledge and insight, no, but equally as, as but, necessary <laughs> lyrics are, but like, I need you like to work on this project that I want to work on. And like, I don't think you need me. I've heard your songs. They're pretty good, well, but, no. but like we work together, we're coming yeah, together to create right, right. something. Right. Yeah. And so, and I think that's across the board. Like everyone, one wants to feel valued. Everyone wants to feel a part of something. And I think people get that twisted with, like, they want to feel a part. And so then they, like, join a group or an identity or a personality rather than being like, I want to be a part of doing something that's meaningful, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's like a weird – I don't know. There, there's so many issues like that happening right now where, you know, it's really uh, – it's funny, too. You think, like, at this point in life in 2024, you know, we wouldn't have – people fighting over land mm. you know what i'm saying like you think yeah you know we, we're watching movies about that about the middle ages and all these places where like the holy wars or you know genghis khan like all these people where they're like fighting to killing people mm-hmm. mil- hundreds of thousands of people to getting land and like money and and it's still happening yeah it seems like <laughs> it seems like um we're making progress as a as a human species but not in the right areas yeah the same terrible effects and um just like things that human beings do we do to each other that are evil those things keep surfacing mm-hmm. so yeah well, we're all learning it's learning the same lessons over and over again i guess yeah we're, yeah we're all we're all too anxious to be creating the next iphone and like <laughs> but to, so to eradicate like genocides and to teach people and to cultivate within ourselves the ideals that would prevent like genocides and maltreatment of other human beings and teaching that to children and having like a space where children can even grow up with a possibility of being taught mm-hmm. like those should be the the things that we focus on but those things aren't as lucrative or as flashy or as right. like even even it seems like it it doesn't help us progress as a society or civilization as much um, because like with like making money and capitalism and, and big business, like those things just clash with the ideals of like a, a family unit. Right. Um, and, but I, I do think there is a balance. Like the more, the more we teach correct ideals and have like a situation, a family situation where those things can be cultivated. Um, 
the more that like we will progress. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think um, like something I've been really fascinated about um, just the past couple of years is like the destruction of the family unit. Mm. Um, Cause there's these, there's this new thing. It's like a trend. I don't even know how you can make a trend out of this, but it's called, <laughs> I was talking to you about this on the right over. It's called dinks. Like it's an acronym, dual income, no kids. Yeah. And yeah, I had no idea when you said Dinks, I was like, <laughs> no. I, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sort of said that with that preface. No, yeah. I was like, yeah. And I had no idea what you're talking about. I just said, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it ties in perfectly with what we're talking about. It's like, um, people get married or yeah. they're not even married. They're just living together and they both have jobs. Um, and they're raking in the cash and they see kids like the the main thing is you don't have kids so that you can have time and money to do what you want right um and on all over so well not all over social media but it's fairly prevalent there's there's these people that are making like these reels or these posts about like the glorious life right but like the amount of like selfishness in that and the lack of like like true fulfillment Mm-hmm. is really evident in the videos that they produce because all they talk about is like the material things that they're able to right. to now indulge in that they don't have kids. Um, and I just think it's really ironic that um, like the world is going this direction. Um, well, not, not ironic for me. It's exactly what I'd expect to happen because right. we know that um, there's forces that are trying to destroy the family unit. But right. I just think that if we're trying to progress – um, society for thousands and thousands of years has functioned on the, on the family unit. And we've gotten to this point because we've had families mm-hmm. and they've been the way that they were. Like there were imperfections and like imbalances in lots of cases, Yeah, but Cain the family, the family unit. School. Yeah. Cain killed no, Abel. It happened. There's, there's lots of abuse that happens in, in families and whatever. Um, he got his punishment. We're good. He, yeah. He got, he got, his he got a little curse yeah. here and there, a little, God yeah. sprinkle a little curse on. Yeah. But um <laughs> I think um like we, we got the, to this point with the family unit mm-hmm. and to throw out the family unit now is just like a really foolhardy move. And yeah. some people might argue, oh, you can't attribute our progress to a family unit, but I disagree strongly. Yeah, I mean it's a foundation. it's it's the foundation. I mean, how do you how do you, I, I just think people how can you argue with the fact that like mankind's per- main purpose isn't to come and then repopulate. Yeah. yeah. Like you look at China right now. China's a prime example of this. Mm. They've, they've had all these rules about like how many kids you can how have. many kids you have. Well, now, especially on women, they want more men than women. Well, now they takes two to do that job, mm-hmm. and now they don't have enough women to to men ratio. And so I was I was listening to this one. Because you hear mixed things. Sometimes you're like, you hear that China's going to be the next superpower that's going to wipe out everybody and, like, be the next America. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which, whatever. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. But then I was listening. We'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> They're already making half our stuff. But um, <laughs> but then I saw this other thing that was talking about how, because of how they've managed their population control, within the next 10 to 15 years, they were literally not. Ex- yeah, because they don't have a way to repopulate. Yeah. And they're overpop like they're overpopulated and they don't have a way to repopulate. Yeah. I think it's really like a really interesting uh like ch- China the way it, it operates mm-hmm. as a whole and like the government um structure and the things that like the sort the law the law system in China is super interesting. Yeah, you have I a think, more foundation like you have an understanding of that pretty yeah. good. Like what what is it? Well, I have no idea. I mean I've been to Cambodia and as Cambodia's a little bit different, mm-hmm. but 
Um, most of what I can say is just from like the like the discipline and and the the things that you see come out of China and um, like with the the child mandate like that that actually got put into effect and mm-hmm. they still had a functioning society. So like um, it's really it's an interesting thing to say and I don't mean this in like a weird way, mm-hmm. but it's kind of an interesting blessing to be able to have all these other countries with these different kinds of governments, lots of variety, Mm -hmm. like whether you call it a good or bad thing, like there's tons of different government structures, different ways that people govern societies and human beings. And we're able to witness that. Right. Um, And so we can see what the effects of all these mandates in China are. And we can learn from that as a country. Hopefully, obviously it's not going to happen because people have, Different agendas than learning from people's mistakes, but yeah. Well, the nice part about here in America is it's always been a place of freedom. And so, and you see that a lot, like there's a lot of bad things from COVID for sure. Like people died. I don't agree with a lot of the medical industry stuff, like Mm -hmm. poorly handled in a lot of ways. But I think one good thing that came from it is... I think you see a lot of people – you get some people who don't agree in this vein. But you see a lot of people who, like, they felt their freedoms, their things that they wanted, like, being taken. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a, whoa, I don't like this. Yeah. That's not what we're about here. Yeah. And, like, I think that's a good thing. I, I think that's a good awakening. Now, I think it had a lot of counter effects, too, that affected a lot of people in a negative light mm-hmm. and caused a lot of things. But I think that's one good – it's kind of like the 9-11 thing, right? 9-11, horrible, terrible, mm-hmm. not good. But everyone, like, after that was very patriotic, and there was, like, a unifying, which is kind of sad that sometimes you need to have a bad enemy to unify a people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, can't we just unify even if we're – Yeah. You don't like, – why do we have to have something horrible to unify us? Mm-hmm. But it's like that's a good effect from something that was horrible. So, yeah, I, I, why why do they have the child? Man, I don't understand that ruling there. Is there is there an overpopulation problem? Do they not have uh-huh. the resources? Is it uh-huh. just a bad government? What's up with that? Yeah, I mean, I don't pretend to be like a, an expert, but I'm pretty sure it was it was uh, population. Um, I'm not sure if it was like at the current time they had a problem or <laughs> if they were like trying to plan for the future or something. Uh-huh. I think also they wanted to be able to control um, the education system, like oh. having one family send one kid to school and control what the parents teach and different things like that. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's what they were aiming for. I think I might be wrong on that though, but has that even, I mean, I know like obviously very smart people over there. Mm-hmm. That's obvious. Yeah. I mean, and they send a lot of people here and you know, they get good jobs in college and, and things mm-hmm. like that. But what's, has it been overly effective for them as a culture or like, cause you think the more people you send to school and get educated that that would just benefit your society but Mm -hmm. they're pretty well they're pretty controlled though i mean yeah i mean um they're they're an extremely developed uh world power in like every facet that you can imagine of like civilizations Mm -hmm. um their cities are really well kept at least like the major ones right Uh, their road structures are really sound um like very very thought out like civil engineering is insane 
Like, there's barely any trash anywhere. They nailed the math. Um, is that what you're telling me? Yeah. yeah. It was, I'm sure it was all just a math. Pro- like, trash is math. Yeah. <laughs> Write that down. They crunched the numbers. And, yeah. And this is how you get rid of ma- ma- the, the trash. Mash, math is trash, and trash is math. Yeah. So a couple of times faster than <laughs> I just did. You'll have tongue twister for breakfast. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, like, a, I'm not a chi- an expert on Chinese uh, infrastructure, but... Well, I know that their government and, like, business is pretty well tied. Like, you, the government owns part of whatever business you have there, is yeah. what I, from what I understand. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Which is – I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, it's probably not great. Yeah. But also, we have some we have some interesting business stuff that goes on here, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, all over. Business is interesting because – interesting is business – okay, that, that flip-flop <laughs> didn't work. Uh, yeah, I mean, like – Whenever there's money involved, there's always going to be corruption involved, um, uh, and that's everywhere. Yeah, like it's even within our own hearts, you know. Like, uh, whenever we get any sum of money, um, there's like a temptation to not be smart with it and to do things that aren't beneficial to like our welfare or family's welfare. Right. Um, and you just take that on a on a grander scale with more people and it just gets exponentially more messy and especially with people without like religious morals um like that just like it infects their brains and it's very obvious yeah greed's kind of like a weird it's a weird one because you think we all know it and so obvious but sneaks up on you like a prius silent just cruises right on up yeah i got the electric (laughs) mode on (laughs) but I just don't think – you think people would learn from that. But, yeah, there's. I think just as a people – like you're talking about the iPhone. Like, the, like I got this iPhone. It's great. Yes. But then, like, we always check out, oh, what's the new one? What's the newest features? Like, uh-huh. this does plenty, right? Like, yeah. you think eventually someone would be like, guys, let's stop making iPhones. Yeah. But they're like, no, nah, we got to make a – we got to make the camera tinier. We got to make it, you know, we got to get Put up. titanium on it. We got to create the 0.5 Extract angle. some titanium. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean. That was a good, that was a good move, iPhone. I got to give you that. 0.5s are pretty nice. Yeah. 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 Get some funny pictures from that. Yeah. Sneak up on your friends. Get them at the, the high angle. angle. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think, um, I think phone. Yeah. Let's talk about phones. I think, um, so when you serve a mission, mm-hmm. um, you're given a phone and it's not a great one not a great one and it's restricted um and you can well, that was your phone the whole time wasn't it yeah well i didn't have a phone right i had like a flip phone <laughs> um which was a brick i could chuck it at the wall and break but dude, sometimes um, i was jealous i was like dude i gotta move back to the it's very phone. streamlined yeah but no yeah my point is like it it taught how to use something like this which is actually extremely powerful and an insane blessing mm-hmm. uh to use it in a pointed way and use it for something that's good and uplifting. Right. Um, Control it. Uh-huh. And I th- the reason I think phones are so amazing is because um, it's like a – it's sort of like a training ground for your own personality and your own, um, like, diligence. Mm. Um, like, if you can set goals to use your phone as a tool instead of, like, you becoming a tool for your phone or right. a tool for whoever is – because obviously, or just becoming a tool. Don't yeah, become a tool. Don't become a tool. <laughs> Use your tools. Don't become one. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think um, the phone is just chock full of like things that can distract you. They're right. not even like intrinsically bad, but they lead no. they lead to covering up good things in your life. Right. And right. so the more that you can uncover those good things and use your phone to help you uncover those good things, like gaining knowledge, 
and forming good habits, setting goals. Um, that's, that's a way that you can like, it's, and at that point it doesn't even become about your phone. It becomes about you and your development. Right. And it's just attached to this thing. Um, like if you lived out in a farm, no technology or anything like that, you could say the same thing about like a cornhole set that you got in your backyard. Like you could waste a ton of time on that cornhole thing. Right. And, but you could also be doing other things too. And so we all like throughout time, people have had like distractions. Mm-hmm. We just have a lot more convenient distractions. And so, um, even though it's a huge temptation, the bigger the temptation, the more capacity there is for growth. So I think right. we have a, this generation has the biggest capacity for becoming very focused and diligent. Mm-hmm. We just have to overcome this big temptation. Right. So. No, it's I mean, and you see that a lot. Like you see some things are really promising about this, like our generation, like the technology, the technology, the comfortability with it, the, mm-hmm. the knowledge, the understanding, like yeah. all those things. But then, yeah, it's the discipline. It's the, you know, like I've learned so many things from having a phone and, and being mm-hmm. able to Google whenever I want. But oh, yeah. it's like, are you using it for that? I was at the gym um, two days ago. Uh-huh. And it was funny. Me and Mitchell and Mikkel, we were all working out. And we were doing the same stuff. So I had some time in between sets. Yeah. And, like, while I'm doing it, I, like, pulled it out and I got, like, three things done off my to-do list. I yeah. was, like, making some content. I made it this tweet thing. Uh-huh. And I was, like... How cool is it? I'm Does it literally feel so good. Yeah, like, it's like I'm yeah. literally at the gym working out, and in between sets, I'm just cranking jobs out. And like, yeah. like twenty years ago, you couldn't, couldn't have done that. Do that. No. Yeah, like, I mean, most people didn't even know what a gym was at twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but hit the gym, hit the gym, people. <laughs> it's good for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like the abilities we have with what we've been given, mm-hmm. but yeah. a lot of people don't use it. Yeah, for good stuff. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Oof. Wow, the transition back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. How do you feel about uh, TikTok? TikTok. Yeah. Um, as like something that I use to consume entertainment, or I use to like spread. You know, I think I think from the standpoint of content, we've been talking kind of like the balance of things, right? It's like. There's good and bad in both these situations. Yeah, just generally you mean them? Yeah, because I think TikTok's a prime example of that. It's like yeah. there's a lot of good, a lot of bad. Yeah, so let me tell you a story then. Oh, um, Well, it's not like it's an insane <laughs> anecdote, but uh, I, sur- I, w- I went to Cambodia for two years yeah. um, and taught people about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you listening who don't know um, about missions, when I, when I say serve a mission, that's what it means. You go to a place for a set amount of time to teach about God and Jesus Christ and things. So um, I went to Cambodia. It's a really third world place. Um, And something that really struck me um, is how prevalent TikTok was. Really? Uh, Like in the middle of like nowhere, like this, this wooden house, this wooden shack, the family's living like in squalor, like pretty much everyone has phones. um, But like, it's like this interesting like level of living. Like they all live in these wooden houses and they don't have a ton of amenities and stuff, but they have, they have phones cause they're, they're very useful for like communication and other things. Right. Um, but TikTok is like, I, I saw it everywhere. And I remember I went to this one family's house and we were sitting down just talking with the, I think it was a grandmother in the house. Yeah. And there's this two year old just like, 
sitting on the phone. Like the phone is like so close to her face. Right. And she was scrolling through TikTok and like singing all these songs that I recognized, like pop songs. And it was just really surreal for me because like I was in the middle, literally like nowhere. And there's this two-year-old Cambodian girl just singing these pop songs and just learning about all the stuff that was on TikTok on that screen. Yeah. Um, and that kind of freaked me out a little bit. Like, I, I know it's like a cliche thing to think like, Oh, the, the kid's going to like get no, like, corrupted or something from TikTok. But it was like, it was really freaky. Cause like, but it popped your bubble, right? Yeah. They could barely even afford food. Uh, and this kid was just like soaking in TikTok, uh, and the, the parents were like the kid was distracted, and the parents were able to do their work, and that's like kids throughout history have needed to be distracted in those ways. But I think right. it's uh, it's a dangerous thing, not even as as children, because we when we're kids, like three years old, we're in preschool. That's when our brains learn the most, mm-hmm. and then once again, when you're eighteen to like twenty one, mm-hmm. you have another critical learning period, um, and. Um, that doesn't mean you stop learning. So, right. but even us as adults, the the more that we use TikTok and like Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, all this other stuff to just absorb like content, right? You have to be, you have to be really conscientious, and you can't just think that oh, like I can just weed it out in my brain, like filter it out, um, because these things are designed to like affect you, right? Um, like subconsciously. Right. Not saying that you need to become like some sort of like, like like conspiracy theorist and not touch your phone ever again, but like just find that balance in all things. Yeah. And every conversation I have, um, whether it's with like family members or friends about, mm-hmm. um, things like this, it always comes down to finding a balance. And so like with phone usage, with like health things, with spirituality. And so the biggest thing for me is how do I find that balance? Um, with everything like there has to be a process where you come to a balance in your life and for me i'm i feel like and and everybody who who knows about god and the the holy spirit Mm -hmm. like we have that blessing of added guidance towards what is good what will help us in the long run right um and so bringing it back to tiktok for me i think I, i use instagram reels um I try not to spend like a whole ton of time on it, mm-hmm. but sometimes I will just like scroll. Right. Um, and when I, when I notice that and I make a conscious effort to sort of tone that down, the amount of like return that I get from that and the amount of happiness that I get from that, it motivates me to have enough strength to resist the doom scrolling again. Right. But it's like a hard, it's, I mean, I'm not pretending like I'm some sort of like perfect, like, no, it's I like use you my phone const- for anything. You got to constantly go back and like remind yourself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But like every time you do, you teach yourself more about how you react to, um, like addiction. I, I got, I don't, I didn't want to use the word addiction cause that's a little strong, but no, that's um, good. it's a good, I think addiction, you're right. Addiction is one of those words that gets like thrown around a lot. And it's kind of like a negative, Yeah. but it's like, cause there's different levels. Yeah. I mean, I'm addicted. Like you can be addicted to a lot of things mm-hmm. and it can be good and bad for you. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like you can be addicted to working out. You can work out too much. Yeah. But if you work out and you have a discipline, you know, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah, I think the threshold is when you lose Control. the ability to yeah to make the opposite decision um, in in any strength. Like if it's even just like a tiny 
uh, and that's where the threshold like that's where the the gradient comes like addiction is levels like right. when you when you feel that that pull that temptation to to do that thing that's coming from the choice that you've made and that thing that thing is a separate entity pulling you towards it and it's right. not you pulling yourself towards it right whereas when you first started it was you making the conscious effort and the more you indulge in that the stronger it gets and that applies to tiktok and everything else but tiktok and instagram are mm. designed to get you addicted that's yeah. the, that's that's the difference right like the the things that you participate in uh if they're designed to get you addicted like mm-hmm. smoking right um then they're not good. Like, but working out, that's not like designed to get you addicted. No. Like that's just something that it's can a benefit, happen. Right. Of- yeah. Um, and so I think TikTok and Instagram, um, are very addictive. Like they have the capacity to become very, very mm-hmm. controlling and, uh, addictive. Um, not to the level of like drugs or pornography or other things like that, but, um, you just got to be careful with those sorts of things. And right. uh, we have spe- like, we have specific guidelines for like the word of wisdom and other things like that. But then there's things that fall be- below that threshold that God hasn't commanded us to stay away from that we need to use our own credence for. So. Right. Yeah, no, I think your spot, like I never thought about that, but that's a good point. Like when you start to feel that you've lost control of the wheel, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you have that urge to go do something and you can't in good judgment say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something else. Mm-hmm. Like that's when it's become a little bit unhealthy. Yeah. And if you keep giving into that, then it just keeps building. Mm-hmm. And so it's that it's that ability to go and say, nope, I'm not going to do that right now. Or nope, I'm going to like do that later. Or nope, I'm not going to go back to that. That's when you know you're like, okay, it's a healthy balance. I got a good line. And there are some things where it's like, you know, cocaine, probably not a good idea because, you know, that's something that, for most, it's probably saying that you're not going to be able to. Once you start doing it, you're mm-hmm. not going to be able Very to say no. Pull instantaneously. Yeah, it's not worth the. It's not worth the risk to reward ratio, right? Mm-hmm. And I've never done cocaine because I so I can't really speak as an expert on that. But from what I've heard, um, <laughs> word on the street. Word on the street is that cocaine is addictive. But yeah, yeah. and everywhere else on the street, on yeah. in the sky, it's all. I was yeah. joking with um. There was a friend I was hanging out with. He called his mom, and his mom was like be good, don't do drugs. And like, we were joking with her about something. And then I said, Oh, don't worry. We, uh, we don't need any more addictions here. I'm already addicted to caffeine. That's all I need. So, (laughs) so, but like, you know, it's, it's, it really is like, I think you should be careful about, um, you know, we all have, we already have things that are our weaknesses and addictions or, you know, our urges, our impulses. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the weird part, too, on a totally side tangent, and I'll come back to that first one. <laughs> um, I think people, a lot of times, we, like, rate the levels of sins and choices and decisions. Mm-hmm. And we base it, obviously, off of, like, how intense is the consequence, mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like cocaine, right? We're like, oh, consequence going to be really bad, so that must be a worse, like, mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. The interesting part is, is like at the end of the day, bad choices are bad choices. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they just are, yeah. you know? And so as people, sometimes we're all overly judgmental on those that we think made like a worse bad choice, but we don't look back in the mirror and go like, but I made like three bad choices today too. And those are equally not great choices. Uh-huh. You know, we're very, yeah. we're very judgmental of others' choices. And so I just think I, I heard that from 
somebody, I think it was, um, you know, Groman. Mm-hmm. I think he mentioned that. He was like, you know, we're all sinners sitting in the pews. And I was like, that is so true. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, because like, I've got friends that have made life choices that I'm like, I just, I don't agree with. And I'm like, yeah. and I, I look at it going like, I bet you, I bet you could be happier if you'd made these choices. Um, but I think some, in some ways they feel like, oh, I can't be accepted here. I'm, or I'm shunned in, in these groups because uh-huh. of this and that. And it's like, we just need to realize like, we're all, we're all just a bunch of sinners sitting in the pews uh-huh. yeah. and we're all seeking to become better and make better choices. Yeah. And like, yes, the consequences may be harder. And that's why most of the time people are like, well, I wouldn't want your, I don't want your, um, addiction. I don't want your problems. No, yeah. And they're probably looking at you like, I don't want yours. Yeah. But if everybody could see truly we would all have that same reaction to each other. Right. We'd all I think we'd have more compassion and be like, okay, I don't want yours, you don't want mine and we're both equally making bad choices. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know where I was on the, the addiction train, but No, yeah, I well I yeah. have something um just one more thing on addiction yeah. that just pops in my head mm-hmm. like addiction is like a weighted seesaw. Um like as human beings, mm-hmm. we can get addicted to to things that are good. And at that point, addiction is the wrong word. Yeah. Um, but we can get addicted to a plethora, a cornucopia, if you will, mm-hmm. of bad things. And um, like the weight, there's like five sandbags on mm-hmm. the side of the seesaw with addic- like bad addictions. Yeah. And then the good, there's like no weight yeah. at all. And so it's really hard to, to get the momentum to start to gravitate and be addicted to the good things. Yeah. Um, but like the biggest thing for me is God like makes the sandbags and he can materialize the sandbags. Right. He can also like, he can move the sandbags. Mm -hmm. And so he can put like as many sandbags as you're willing to let him put on the seesaw on the good side. And he'll take off as many as you're willing to let him take off on the bad side. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, are we still rolling? Okay, good. Sorry. And so once you, like it's all about the the amount of trust that you put into a person or a being that has the power to make it possible for you to gravitate towards good. Because yeah. as human beings, like we don't have the power by ourselves to gravitate towards things that are good for us in the mm-hmm. long run. Like it takes a lot of willpower. And while there are people who like in certain aspects of life in certain areas sure. are good, like there's lots of fitness people who like their, their health is like a hundred percent. Like they're right. so good. They eat well, they exercise. Um, but maybe they're lacking in another area. Right. That's the truth with everybody. Yeah. And so God is the one who can make that a hundred percent inclusive package. Like every aspect of life you're gravitating towards the good. But it's just the degree that we're willing to let him do that. Yeah. yeah. If you let him come in and help. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's interesting where I, I lost my train of thought. I had something, but I've lost it. <laughs> but but I just think, oh, what are they going to say? I literally had something about, um, about what were we talking about before. Um, Your thought, your your point was just so good. I just, I got me. I was, I was involved, dude. I was just soaked in. We were talking about. You had this tangent before, that you went on, and then you brought it back. Yeah. Well, heck, I don't know. I don't know. If it was important, I guess it'll come back to me. But yeah, I think we, like, all can really achieve. But we gotta, we gotta trust that we can, like, make make those choices right Mm -hmm. and then also rely on others and people and realize we're all we're all just 
we're all just people trying to figure it out. Uh-huh. You know, there's no there's no perfect solution, and there's no oh oh I know what I was gonna say. There was I was gonna say sometimes right we like you maybe I may talk to you and you mm-hmm. may be like, dude, honestly I think you're uh I I think you're uh juicing up on the testosterone just a little too much. Okay, that's a terrible example. I'm not gonna do that because that's not true. I don't do that at all. But does he do that? Uh, not, not yet. <laughs> Maybe. No, uh, no mm-hmm. like I may let's use the gym because we've been using that one a lot. Uh-huh. I may go to the gym a lot, and you may look at it going like, "Dude, like you need to stop. Chill. Like it's like. too much." And like, but as an individual, I may go like, "No, I actually have these goals and things I'm trying to set. Like I have to." But realizing that every choice does have a consequence because sometimes mm-hmm. we think the good ones don't have consequences. Like it's only positives. But I was talking to somebody the other day. We were friends. Not the other day. It was a while back. We were friends. And we were talking about how they were making some choices about who they spend time with mm-hmm. and who they hang out with. And I told him, I said, that's fine that you are hanging out with them because I think they thought I was upset with their choice. Uh-huh. But I said, but don't be surprised that if you choose to spend more time here, it's going to decrease the relationship and some of these other things in this area. Yeah. Because you're now allocating – it just makes sense. You're allocating more time over here than you're going to give over here. And so the relationship and the time spent here is going to decrease and right. the relationship's going to decrease and mm-hmm. everything's going to go down because you've now allocated more time here. Yeah. And people I don't think want to see, see that. Mm-hmm. They want to be like, no, everything's going to stay the same and it's great. And it's like yeah. it won't because uh-huh. it's not. You're doing something different. Yeah. And that may be great and it may be good, bad. It just depends on your point of view. But, yeah, people need – I think that's a big thing is realizing that every choice you make has a cause and effect, has a consequence, mm-hmm. good or bad. Mm-hmm. And it's deciding can I live with that consequence? Is that something I want to live with? <laughs> and that's in relationships too. Oh, we're going to get to that because <laughs> you're uh, – does she know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so well, She doesn't know exactly when I yeah. propose. But, but it's, it's going down. Yeah. So – and that's the thing with a relationship too is like you got to look at it. Sure, the romance is there, the love's there, and that's great. But then you got to look at like, okay, what do I really value in my life? What are things that I need in my life? Mm-hmm. And when I look at this person, like, there's great things about them. Everyone has great things. But can I live with? Can I live with this? Can uh-huh. I live with yeah. these qualities? Oh yeah. Like I love these qualities, but then there's some things that just really bug me. Yeah. Like, can I adjust? Can I live with that? Can I? Spend the rest of my life with that mm-hmm. and with those qualities. Maybe not that, but those qualities, right? Yeah. And if that's a no, then you have to evaluate and go, okay, like, may, do I need to change my heart a little bit? Do I need to change? Maybe I'm too rigid on this. Or if it's like something that's like, nah, I, like, I don't think I could change on it, then maybe it's like, this ain't the right fit. Mm-hmm. And so that's really like, I, and you're going to, uh, I want to hear your, how that's, how that worked out, your story with, you know, uh-huh. your up uh-huh. and coming fiance. Uh-huh. That's crazy to say, by the way. <laughs> um, but I liked the other day we were talking about, it, and you're like, yeah, you know, there's I'm not overly picky on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But you're like, but I just wanted to make sure I had good communication. Yeah. And I feel like with her, it's there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, a good thing to, like, be looking at. So, mm-hmm. so anyways, tell me, how's uh how's that all gone down? Yeah. You want How? me to, like – Yeah, dude, break, break it down. Break it down. <laughs> yeah, like, what's what's good with that? Um, Yeah, well, uh, so I, ta- I mentioned my mission a few times. I met this girl on a mission – um, we, well, like I first saw her and spent time around her on my mission. Um, and then coming back, all the, all the missionaries that went to Cambodia would hang out mm-hmm. 
and um, I just I asked her on a few dates, and then we decided to make it official. Nothing like yes, there, there wasn't like a oh she fell off a, a cliff and I caught her or something like that. Oh it man, was just a, no like ran to char books fell. Well, on the metaphorically, floor. I guess I did catch her oh. falling off a cliff. Wait, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she caught me falling off the cliff. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, I think. Um, Oh, I'll just keep going on the the backstory here. Yeah, so we've been dating for like six months, mm-hmm. and um, her name's Ellen. Uh, we are planning on getting married in the summer, so yeah, I just have to find a time to propose. We we already like got the ring; it's getting made right now. So groomsman, it's, it's a done deal. <laughs> I'm just, just play. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's Absolutely. like, uh... if you if you're coming up to Utah, because that's where it'll be. Dude, I'm coming. I'm a coming. I think I missed Simon's. I'll be honest. Yeah, and that was messed up with me. <laughs> I'll I'll make sure you get yeah the deets. Yeah, let me know. I'm 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 booking the flight. Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited. Um, I guess I'll talk a little bit about the process of like how I um, decided to start everything and decided to take yeah. it where it went because I mean that's what everybody wants to hear, right? Because everybody's scared of making that decision. Things straight. Um, that's what I want to hear. So <laughs> yeah, at first. Um, we were just hanging out normally. Yeah. Um, started hanging out just the two of us. It wasn't necessarily like dates. Mm-hmm. And then it became dates, uh, just cause like we were able to communicate and talk so well. Um, we, we were driving up to Idaho, um, to like one of our friends was giving a, a talk after he came home from his mission mm-hmm. and, uh, it's like a five hour drive. Uh, both ways yeah and like we talked the whole time mm-hmm. and it wasn't like dry stuff it wasn't like service level just like jokey stuff i'm right. a really i i'm a really jokey dude and if like if i um if i'm not like fully engaged in the situation i'll just make a ton of jokes and not like yeah. really get deep into conversation um but with her like we were talking about like life and like the gospel like it flowed and stuff and it just like flowed and um we were like opening up about certain things and like giving each other comfort. And like, we, we didn't, we knew each other fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just after that, and this, we hadn't started dating yet, but after that yeah. I was like, okay, that was, that was something different. Yeah. And that's some, like I mentioned, that was something I've been looking for, right. um, in someone that I want to, to marry. And so that, that was that initial spark. And then I, um, asked her on a date and we started dating and it just kept getting better and better. Um, and, I think um, comparing the whole process and the decision-making process for me and I think for everybody, comparing it to, like, food. Mm. Like, if you're eating, for example, like, a piece of salmon. Yeah. Because I had salmon for dinner a couple of days ago. That's why that popped in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, And, um, for example, on that salmon, there's way too much salt. Yeah. When you're eating that salmon, that's all you can think about. You can't even think about, like how the salmon tastes at all yeah. or like anything else. Like you're just like, Oh man, I'm hungry and I'm e- eating this salmon and it's too salty. Like there's yeah. too much salt on the salmon. My like, sodium levels are going to be mind. off the roof. Uh huh. Yeah. And it just, you can't, you can't take it. Like yeah. you, that food is no longer appetizing to you. Right. And if you were asked to eat that again, you'd be like, no, yeah, I take the salt off of it. Like, yeah. or I'm not eating it. Um, and it's not like the salmon itself that you don't want. It's just that one thing. Right. Um, and then for example, you have a piece of salmon and it's super good, mm-hmm. but it's super good for like one specific spice that's on it. You're like, right. oh man, I really like that spice or like like that lemon on it. Like, there's that one thing that makes it really good, and also it's salmon, which I really like. Right. 
Um, that's what like you need to look for in a relationship. You need to look for like someone who is like everything you're looking for. Um, not, well, n- not necessarily everything, but, um, there's gotta be that one thing mm-hmm. that really like seals the whole thing together. Right. Um, and for me, that's not even necessarily her communication. It's the, it's the, it's the way that she prioritizes God in her life. Mm. Um, and I mean, obviously that's something I've, I value a lot and right. I've always valued. Um, and so to me, like, I could eat if someone asked me if I wanted to eat that kind of sandwich with that spice the rest of my life. Um, Your boy's like, gonna eat. Yeah, <laughs> well, like spaced out, obviously, not like yeah. oh, every meal you eat salmon, <laughs> but like like once a week or like maybe even <laughs> once a day. Like Ethan's like, and I ate. I'll tell you what, I ate. <laughs> no, yeah, well, I definitely got the. Uh, I'm gonna catch that salmon and cook it and eat it. Yeah, I got the best spice on that salmon. Yeah, and I'll yeah. Just leave it at that. Oh, I like that. That's good. Yes. That's all I have to say. No, I think that's I think that's really it's it's important. Like and sometimes people get really into the and some of it's a worldly problem. Like we get we get told talked into like the romance of it and mm-hmm. the good feels of it, but it's like there's other things that are more important. There's there's these things that you gotta look at from a whole holistic standpoint of like, is this what I want? Is can I live with that? Can I not live with that? You know, does she value God? Does she not? You know, those are those are important things because people take time to change and and learn and like you want someone who can grow with you Mm -hmm. not that you're always constantly feeling like you're dragging along because they don't want to feel dragged right and they don't want to feel like they're holding you back and likewise Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's one thing i I get concerned a lot Uh, maybe maybe we'll start a podcast just about this just about relationships yeah i've thought a lot about this because i especially with the nonprofit, you Mm -hmm. know we're we're going into a lot of these like schools and trying to educate and i think one thing that's been just as I've hung out and talked to a lot of, you know, high school, teenage to college age kids, dating's not a thing. Dating around is not. Now, I would say in Provo, that's a little bit different. It's almost maybe too much dating <laughs> um, and not, not enough picking yeah, and really. Provo's a different beast. Yeah, it's like not enough really analyzing what's there. It's just kind of like going from who's hot to who's hot. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think like in high school and some of these ages, like girls and guys, like they ain't dating. You know, they're not going out and find like spending time with each other and communicating. And a lot of it, I think, some social anxiety of it and yeah. uh, and feeling like people avoiding the uncomfortable, right? Oh yeah. And that's just kind of become a thing in our society. But, um, but it, I think it's important because as you date people and you learn more about them, you start to understand for yourself what you like and what you don't like, mm-hmm. and what works with you and what doesn't work, mm-hmm. and that does change over time. But you start to identify those things. And if you, like, go all the way through high school, college, like, you're now, like, 26 and you're just barely, like, well, maybe I should go out with this girl. Like, there's not much to bounce back on. And at that point, too, like, people are expecting things. They're looking for things. I always say in, like, high school, like, that's the time to kind of start going out and, like, be appropriate with it. Don't do anything. You know, you don't have to – people try to rush in with all these emotions of, like, I got to, you know – romance is about being all physical and it's like it's not like just get uh-huh. to know them like right. get to know them right. as a person oh yeah and uh and as you get to know them you, you learn how to communicate you learn how to be a better person you learn how to work with people and mm-hmm. and you learn what works and what doesn't work for you and 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 those are valuable things and experience you know it's it you got to apply things that you're learning yeah you know that's that's one of the hard parts is 
sometimes we get a lot of data in and not a lot of application out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, just cause I, I got to beat this salmon analogy to death. Please do. One more aspect of this is, um, do you like a little honey on your salmon? Sometimes. Well, Dude, I, I, I like a little honey glazed salmon myself. Yeah. Teriyaki sometimes, Ooh. maybe. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, broccoli with salmon or, like, any, like, br- Brussels sprout along those veins. like. Dude, broccoli's crazy, though, on my stomach, dude. Really? Yeah, dude. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, say anything, but, like, it does sound to me. <laughs> I think you just said something. <laughs> I keep, I, I keep eating it because I do like it, but then, like, the next day I'm like, dang, dude. Yeah. This broccoli. You're, are you, are you blo- broccoli intolerant? I don't, I don't think it's intolerant. I think, like. It, it comes goes in and out just fine. It's just like the experience. I'm like, whoa. It you takes know? you to another dimension, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just like it's – you know how sometimes you eat food and it doesn't really affect anything? Uh-huh. Like you don't notice a, like a noticeable difference through your like digestive right. system. And some foods – Some foods you're like, oh, I, I, I know what I ate. Oh, yeah, like hot peppers, like asparagus. Yeah, asparagus. It's always like the – it's always like the oh, – well, there's a name for them. They're like crustace- crust- crustaceans. Crustaceans. No, no, no. <laughs> There's like cruciferous vegetables. Cru- cru- is that what it is? Carnivorous vegetables. Carnivorous vegetables. <laughs> what type of veggie table is asparagus? Is as- oh, hold on. Veg is let's go with broccoli since it's right there. Cruciferous, yeah. Cruciferous. They're cruciferous veggies. I only know that because I was talking to someone who was talking about like, um, <laughs> once again, it was on the topic of like <laughs> testosterone and like, like when people go on um, like like test testosterone uh-huh, uh-huh. and they take it. Yeah. They will put them on like, um, dim d i m. What is that? And it's basically like, well, I don't know the exact terminology of it but basically it's what's it, it these cruciferous vegetables have a lot of it in there and uh-huh. it helps block estrogen uh-huh. receptors because as you up your testosterone your estrogen also because it's that's oh, similar yeah. pathway so right. it can, it'll pump more through your estrogen receptors so then that's why sometimes when people get on tests they don't know what they're doing they'll get like you know man boobs and gyno and like uh-huh. these other negative effects because their estrogen just boosted up right and so it doesn't do what they want so um dim what is it Um, what are the side effects? Uh, I don't know if we need side effects. Um, bowel movement's great. That's good to know. What is DIM? Modulating estrogen, estrogen metabolism. DIM may help women with various hormonal difficulties because it helps move estrogen down the pathway that produces more favorable estrogen metab- metabolites. Okay. So with women, that's good because they need that. Yeah. Um, men. Let's try that. DIM or is natural compound in cruciferous vegetables that may help support healthy estrogen levels in men. Wow. Science. Yeah, or lists include products that are high quality, effective, and safe for consumption. Okay, great. What does DIM do for a man? Let's get that one. Men can greatly benefit from DIM supplements because they free up bound testosterone okay, and optimize also... its performance in the body. This lays the groundwork for a healthy hormonal balance. Okay, so yeah. So it's like one of those building blocks that helps so move the testosterone, testosterone and doesn't get the estrogen. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And so. Interessante. Yeah. So that's why I know about cruciferous vegetables because I was talking to this one lady and she was like, yeah, so like it's a natural thing found in cruciferous vegetables. And I was like, yeah, like broccoli. I was like, I'm like cruci- cruciferous. What's that? <laughs> I can't even say that. No, but yeah, um, just the last like uh, stamp on the, the whole relationship thing. Yeah. 
Um, you're eating. You're, let's go back to eating the salmon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good salmon. It's yep. got the lemon, the the, the zest, the spice, the zest, whatever you're talking about. The honey, the yeah. honey glazed. You're like, I'm enjoying this. The salmon. teriyaki. And then all of a sudden, you're like, you bite it, and then there's this massive bone. And you're just like, <sighs> and it's in your mouth. Do nothing like taking a bone to the mouth. So here's here's. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you gotta edit that out <laughs> sorry i was just trying to add to your analogy my bad, my bad. okay so you have this like <laughs> i keep going sorry so you're eating the salmon and now you have this predicament where there's a bone in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> there's a bone in the mouth <laughs> so you have to you have to take it out um and you have to do the work to take it out <laughs> this is like the point of the analogy. Yeah, keep going. No, I can't think of it. Um, so you have to take the you have to do the work to take the bone out of your mouth, and it's like it's hard. And you're like, dang, that was really annoying because I was in the middle of eating the salmon. Right. <laughs> keep going. So you're in the middle of eating the salmon, and yep. there you encounter this bone, and you have to do the work to take it out. Um, and so relating that to a relationship, like sometimes there's things. That you encounter in the middle of, like, this blissful, like, oh, experience, right? Oh, it's a great, like, relationship. I love this person. And then there's bound to be at least, like, something, uh, something that happens. Right. Um, And this happens throughout, like, if you, if you, if you get married, it happens throughout your marriage. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, that's something you have to work out. And you have to, you have to be aware that even though the salmon tastes good and you're like, I really like that flavor, like, there's going to be bones, unless it's boneless. But at that point, like at that point, that worthless. just ain't. That's not even a real fish. Not a real fish. Yeah, you're not really getting. It. That's <laughs> fake. See, no, I think there is there is truth to that. Like, no, but I think no the bones. are yeah. important. Oh, dude, there's always bones in the fish. Yes, and you're gonna experience the bone. But I think the that's a good point because, like, <clears throat> expose expose your bones early on, people. Okay. Yes. Because and here's why I say that. There's nothing worse than dating somebody. And and I get it. There's this there's this temptation to to be what that person what you think that person wants mm-hmm. because you want to be liked, you want to be wanted, and so you're like, I want to make myself more desirable for this person. The problem with that is that in about six months, you're not going to be able to keep up with that version of yourself, and you're going to have to be you. And guess what? That person that you were trying to be fake for isn't gonna isn't gonna know who you are. And yeah. likewise, yeah. if he does, if he or she does the same thing to you, like disillusioned. Yeah. So then you feel you feel lied to. You're confused. And the two other things too is that person who was being fake feels like over that six months they feel like, man, I just can't be my real self around you. And the problem is that person's going, well, I thought this was you, mm-hmm. and they're going, well, you just don't accept me. And the reality was is that you, you weren't showing who you really were. Yeah. And so. That's a scary thing, though. It is. Lots of fl- flaws and imperfections, and, and that has to be, like, it has to be brought up in a smart way at right. the right time. Um, that's why relationships, that's why they say they take a lot of work and they're really hard because mm-hmm. of those balancing acts. But they're worth it because, like, they are. It, it provides more of a stability than, uh, like, this, like, uh, idealized life that right. won't last. Like, right. Life isn't ideal no the sooner you can recognize that with the person and work through things that that becomes a magical thing and it becomes comforting and you have lots of hope and strength to work together right and going back to you know even you point out like if you if you believe in god which we do Mm -hmm. you know like you can put that because i think a lot of people the worry is well if i do that what if they don't like me and what if it doesn't work out 
and what if I don't get this person? Mm-hmm. Which is scary to think about. Mm-hmm. But in reality, if you just be you and it doesn't work out, it wasn't meant to work out. Mm-hmm. And if you have believe in God true. or if you don't, we do. But if you believe in God or a higher power, like put that faith in him and be like, you know what? The right person will come along, especially if I'm working to better myself and be the best oh, version yeah. of myself. Because you, you attract what you are. That's just plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Like if like I'm a hardcore gym bro, like likelihood is I'm not going to go and get with a girl who like hates physical fitness and, and the gym. Yeah. Right? Because it's like – Well, yeah, it depends. Not 100%, yeah. right? That's not 100%. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. But my point is like – In t- some respect, yeah. Similarities similarities yeah. tend to attract, right? You're, you're like, oh, wow, I really like that. And, you know, so you tend to attract what you are. So if you're like like you, you're you're like, I'm a really righteous and – like no, sorry, not that, that's not what I'm a really, I'm a really, I believe in God. Stop it. <laughs> you're like, I, you're like, I believe in God's a, right. a high purpose in my uh-huh. life. Yeah. And so you want to find a woman who also had God as a high purpose in her mm-hmm. life. So like, you attract what you are, and so, like, put that faith in whatever you believe in. In this case, we believe in God, and trust that He's going to find that person for you. You just got to keep being you and showing who you are, and that person's going to come along, mm-hmm. and it works out. But yeah. uh, but you you kind of shoot yourself in the foot if you try to be fake because there's just you, you just wind yeah. yourself into a into a trap that's not worth getting yeah. into. There's a big temptation to do that, and like Ooh, there's this game that exists in society that like it's sort of like subconscious, but you you sort of become like this alpha male to, in order to like attract. It's sort of like our our mating dance that birds do. Yeah, like our mating dance yours look is like? to put on the alpha male suit. <laughs> You want to do it for us? No, uh, it's it's the not sigma. a visible suit. What's the but... sigma walk? Yeah, the, the puff out the lats. Oh yeah. Thumbs out. Oh thumbs out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's a it's it's not. You can't see it, but you can see it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like an actual fabric suit you put on, but like you act differently. You are more presentable. Like you do yourself up for a date. Mm-hmm. Guys and girls do it too, like to attract somebody who like values those things. Yeah. But we all um, put our red dress on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Metaphorically. <laughs> Metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then at some point, like you got to start like tearing that down and getting to the reality. And I, th- I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with going through that process. No. I don't think. Um, I think the the things that you lose by just being your your true raw self and just showing all your mistakes and flaws right at the outset and being like, oh, I'll, I'll find somebody who loves all my flaws is a mistake. Correct. There is some yeah. virtue to like presenting yourself in a good way. Right. Um, like I, I would say, fake is a really vague term. Right. Um, like you can you can pre- you can be more funny on a date than you usually are in normal life sure. just to impress a girl, and that's not necessarily a malignant thing. Well, you can. Here's the thing about that too: is that, like, if you are being more funny on a date, that's not being fake. Obviously, that funniness was in you all along. Right, that's true. You're just letting it out, yeah. right? You're bringing it more out. You're making it. You're exposing yeah. some of your better yeah. qualities. Yeah. But if you're trying, like, to pretend you're like a comedian all the time, right? Like, or if like we're sitting down and you're like, oh my gosh, I love ice skating, and then I'm like, you know what? I love ice skating too. Like, I'm honestly pandering. I'm a pro. Like, you know, like. You're making stuff up. It's like if you don't like ice skating, just be like, I don't like ice skating. Mm-hmm. I like literally hate mm-hmm. like I don't like and but be like and, and then if you're like if, if you just absolutely will never go, be like, yeah, I probably would never go. 
Yeah. Or if you if you're willing, it's like, hey, yeah. you, I'll go with you. Like you don't have yeah. to you don't have to make stuff up. And that's where the the decisions of relationships come. Like you're confronted with something that someone else likes in like your 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 significant other likes that you don't or you mm-hmm. disagree with. And you have to voice that disagreement and that difference of opinion. And you're scared to do that, but you have to do it in a way that is polite. And that's the art of relationships. That's, that's the, that's the work that you have to put in. You have to find a way to, to navigate those things, to express your, your beliefs, your opinions, your ideas, your likes and dislikes in a way that still, um, communicates that idea, but also takes into account, like, your significant other's feelings and what they like as well. So like if you're willing to go ice skating a couple of times, like make mm-hmm. that known, like even if you aren't, but you want to like make your relationship work, right. Then make that work for yourself. Like yeah. Put it in your brain and maybe you'll like ice skating a couple of times. I don't know. Yeah, and that's, and that's part of life. You know, we, we change our views. We make ex, 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 exceptions. And, uh, and that's just part of the, that's just part of figuring it out, but there's mm-hmm. no, but you can be honest and you can be true to who you are and, and also put off a positive light from the get go, and oh, then yeah. slowly but surely be like, "Hey, this is like this is a part of me you probably didn't know." Yeah, I and think that's, that's not a perfect balance. That's not bad. Yeah. And so, yeah. well, Ethan, this has been freaking great. It's been great. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll do this again. I'm sure we'll do something when the uh, album drops. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make we must, some sort we of must do something. We can describe each song and why they are the way they are. Yeah, the. Re- the, the reason we wrote it. The, yeah. <laughs> the heartbreak behind each lyric. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do it again. Pleasure. All right. Thanks, everybody.